Captain Cayman! Greetings, listeners. This is your Capitan, El Capitan, Michael Cave. And I've got an old friend here with me. He's actually down in San Diego, my old stomping grounds. And he's soaking up every minute of that loveliness. 300 plus days of sunshine down there, minus June glue. Jimmy Baker, welcome aboard my fine vessel. Thanks for sailing with me this fine Saturday afternoon. How you doing, man? I'm doing well. It's uh, A, good to see you, just be here talking with you. and. Uh... Really appreciate the chance just to come on the the podcast, certainly listen to it and uh, talk with you. Okay. I I really appreciate having you on. I know you had me on as a panelist with some of your events and it was always fun just having those conversations. Last time I saw you actually was downtown at the Sheraton Grand and it was really good catching up and talking about all things security. Let's pause on that conversation because I have reflected on that conversation multiple times and for everyone listening in um mike and i were at a hotel with a bunch of people who were pretty high up in security for the state of california as well as currently there and we got into this um really riveting discussion was right after the uh, la school district was was breached and hacked and we were like i i I, you know said to everyone and, and again these are friends and peers is like, how come we can't stop this? What's the solution? And we probably spent an hour in one of the most riveting conversations. And I was just listening. I wish we could have recorded that as a podcast because we talked through a lot of the issues that are happening to organizations on, you know, with, uh, you know, and and, and the one thing I see is, you know, we're living in a world right now where um, if you look at cyberseek.org, it tracks all of the unfilled cyber positions in America. Right. I, I I think at best it's like 760,000 right now. Our <laughs> state where you and I live, we're always at the top of the charts with 80,000 unfilled jobs. So you look at that, then um, if you haven't read it, just anyone listen, just go Google this, go read the FBI's um, internet crime three report. Now, for those of you that like pictures like me and graphics, they've got plenty of them, but Basically, last year, um, they tracked it in upwards of $10 billion in losses to American citizens. And they go through all the states and everything. So we're in this world where we've got cybercrime rising, the amount of unfilled jobs rising. And, you know, and, and, you know, there's a lot of things that are going on where people can make money off of data and other things. And that, you know, that was one of the motivating factors when we decided to write the book was just how do you help people survive all this yeah well we'll get into the book in a second but this is a cruise ship we are about to set sail and in traditional fashion what i'm gonna do for you jimmy is i'm gonna ask you before we set sail and cruise what you're having to eat aboard my vessel and to drink and if you're having dessert and then i'm gonna give you a virtual jukebox token and I want to know what you're playing in that jukebox. So what are you having to eat and drink, sir? Okay, so uh, 
if we, if we could go back in time 10 minutes before this call, I uh, was shoving a piece of uh, turkey in my mouth that I got at Costco. The drink that has come with me, and this is kind of one of my signature things. I love iced tea with frozen fruit. So this is orange tea with uh, frozen mango and it's fantastic. You know, the only sugar and it's that. And okay, it, the, the token thing is a really hard one because I'm someone that has um, a huge, huge span of music that I listen to. Oh, really? Um, and I have a lot of favorite bands, so there's no one thing. So I'm gonna I'm gonna have to split the token because there's oh, two kinds of music I like. Um, <laughs> I, I, in my world, you know, in my day life, I have a lot of noise and activity. So I love the Vince Guarardi trio, Charlie Brown music, and it's jazz. Yeah. And I love the song Frida. I will play that on a loop over and over again. And it's no words. And for whatever reason, it's really soothing to me, like when I'm trying to concentrate or write. Now, probably, um, there's so many all-time favorite songs, but I would say I um, I love I, I love Golden Years by David Bowie. Yeah. Um, I love Lagrange by ZZ Top, and again I listen. I love Steely. I love Steely Dan to Run DMC. So I, I I listen to such a a wide range. I listen to country music. I listen to about everything. So nice. it's hard for me to pick just one 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 song, but. Um, I'm gonna pause. Probably the the one song I'm really enjoying right now. It's a uh, co-collaboration. It's Chris Tomlin, and it features a group called the Georgia Florida Line. And the song's called "Thank You Lord." And if you if you want to have a song that makes you feel good and yeah. just reminds you of uh, you know the good the good life, things to be happy with, play this. It's been hitting a lot on my uh, Spotify list. Okay. Nice. Well, you're the first person to board my vessel, Jimmy, that has actually said that a token is splittable. So this is, this is <laughs> talk about knowing how to get what you want. I, I really like that. So I'm sure other listeners that hop aboard are going to do that now, too. So <laughs> way to trailblaze. Well, sometimes the best question to why is why not? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So, oh, thanks for that input, and uh, thanks. Now, for and what sharing. about what about you? So, what are you what are you, what are you eating? What are you drink What are you drinking over there? Oh man, I am gonna go with some street tacos. Well done. And I am gonna have some the habit mixed berry acai lemonade flown in because that stuff is addictive. It's delicious. Uh. I drink that a lot, and I, I, I do it over, and I do it over frozen blueberries. I, I got in this frozen fruit phase. I can't explain it, but uh, I buy it by the bag at Costco. Wow, yeah. So, uh, ladies and gentlemen, we are sailing with a fellow published author. Jimmy's ahead of me with now three books, I believe. Four. Published. Four. Man, yeah. you, you've been busy. Okay, so I, I remember how to win business from government. I also remember Freedom Shift. Tell us about the, the last two that I was mildly aware oh. of. I knew there were three, but four, please, please yeah. share, because I'm sure there's stuff to talk about with this. Yeah, um, so um, the third book was the revised edition of how to win business from the government, because okay. it's been about 10 years. And 
that's actually getting used uh, at George Mason University to teach a class on, uh, you know, selling and marketing to government. And it was it was a we, it's something we were able to do over the summer and just kind of update it because I think when I wrote the first one, we were shifting from Bush 43 to President Obama, and then I think as I wrote this, as I rewrote the next the revised edition is when Obama was leaving and, and, and Trump was coming in. So uh, it'd been almost 10 years and we just, um, a friend of mine was uh, teaching. They said, Hey, can you get me an updated edition? And I go, okay. <laughs> so that, that was number three. And, you know, they've all, um, of all four of them, they've all had different meanings and, 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 and reasons why I wrote them. It wasn't just cause I go to go, Oh, I can write a book just like you. You had a journey and a, and a story to tell, and right. uh, you know all four of them. There's been a lot of uh, you know, just desire to help folks, and why I put them out. All right. So this latest book, can you share with the, the listeners why you decided to write it? What was the catalyst? Yeah, I'll tell you. Uh, m- my co-author. If you ever get the chance to meet him, Henry Danielson. You know Henry. Uh, and uh, just a wonderful person. And several years ago, um, Henry and I worked for the same organization and we were going to DEFCON. And for, for those that you that don't know it, it's D-E-F-C-O-N. Look it up. If you want to learn what's happening in cybersecurity and what hackers are doing, that is your place. But this conference has a reputation that if you walk in there and your phone's not locked down, they literally... Um, have at the time I went, they had something called the wall of sheep where numbers would be broadcasted. And I, and I didn't want to be on the wall of sheep. They tell you to keep your credit cards wrapped up and all this other stuff. So I was in marketing. My co-author Henry is an engineer. And basically he said, I'm going to make sure your phone's okay and we can communicate. And so he started teaching me all the stuff. He goes, pick up your phone, do this, do that. And so anyway, um, Henry and I are friends, you know, outside of our work relationship. And, you know, we'd have coffee together and have, we'd go to baseball games when I lived in the uh, San Luis Obispo area. And one day we just said, why don't we put out something to help people? And the idea is that the book would help someone who was in middle school all the way to like my mom's age, uh, who's now in her eighties and where we can, you know, show them you know some things to to understand and we tried to put it you know you'll hear this phrase every day but we tried to boil things down so that it makes sense because i sometimes can get overwhelmed you know you and i have both been in different parts of the technology business for multiple decades and you know everybody talks acronyms and thinks you know what everything means but a lot of times oh yeah there's stuff going on so it, it was done just to help people and so um we went through, uh, I remember we bought one of those big cardboard things at um, Walmart where they trifold, and we just started writing out the chapters of what we thought would be important for people to know. And and again, the whole the whole heart behind the book, am I going to be able to help you, you know, stop every attack every time and pick up every, no, that's what the books to do is to give you an idea of what's going on out there and some ways you might be able to, you know, if you think of your tech as your house, ways you might be able to reinforce locking your doors and your shades and your windows and making sure you're a little more secure. That's all. Awesome, man. Awesome. Yeah, I mean, uh, my motivation for my book was 
just I had a story to tell. Yeah. And I, I just once I got pen to paper, for lack of a better word, it just started pouring out of me and I had a very unique audience and I came from a very unique perspective. So I totally understand what you're talking about with this. And uh, I really appreciate you sharing that insight because this isn't easy. Writing books, getting them published, doing new editions. <laughs> no. And, and, and anyone, you know, I, I know sometimes I'll have folks come up to me and go, oh, everyone's got a book nowadays. No, they don't. It, um, when you put together a writing project and, you know, like you, you know, Mike, your, your dad, you're busy, you have a full-time job, you're doing yeah. other things. It, it takes, you know, in this book here, um, took three years to put together and, and it was done in, you know, late nights, weekends and other things like that. So yeah, they're never, uh, books are never easy to put together. There's a lot that goes into it and just trying to get your, you know, your information out there to folks so that they understand it and try to help them. But um, yeah, I agree yeah. with you that. So I know what my hope was for an everyday person reading my book and it was all about inspiring them. So what was your hope for the everyday person reading your latest book? A really good question. And, and again, I always have multiple answers to things. My hope, my hope for moms and dads is that they listen to what we're talking about. Um, chapter that we write to parents on what's going on with cyber predators, I, you know, my children are older. I didn't go, I didn't deal with a lot of the stuff, but they're, um, you know, in my, in my lifetime, I've supported some law enforcement organizations and worked with them that combat human trafficking and other things. They're going after kids on messaging platforms and other things. You just gotta know. Yep. And even if it makes you, and it's no judgment, trust me on, the, trust me on that. It, but, it, but you need to know these things. And, you know, right now, um, you know, I'm a Gen Xer, so you can y'all can place me on the age. But when I when I look at a lot of the people that are are Gen Z, they're connected to a phone where it's almost like a, a part of their body, and it's a different relationship than what I have with technology. Good point. And we, I would say, read that chapter just a ton. I think the other hope that I'd have for people is I love tech. You and I both love it. I I love my iPhones, uh, to my, my video game systems, to all the wonderful things technology does. But I, I think there's, my hope is that a lot of people will take a look and understand how to protect their privacy better. And there's a lot of um, gnarly things happening out there where people are getting your information unbeknownst to you. And we're gonna, you know, we, we, we break down how that's happening in the book. And we even, um, even one part of the, the chapters in there is um, I went through a bunch of privacy policies and I, I paraphrased them in my my words, but you're reading this and you're going, is this like when you click okay, this is kind of, it's to show people, this is kind of some of the stuff they're saying. And it's, uh, you know, and, and if you remember when we were younger, remember the commercials where they had the real fast person talking with the print you couldn't read? <laughs> yeah. Um, what, and what, what the, what the, a lot of sites, it's like, hey, listen, we're not going to be guilty of anything that we do with your data, and know that uh, third-party people come in here, they're going to take your stuff. We will try not to sell it. But we're not going to, we're not going to tell you. We might, 
offer them data and statistics on you to be careful it's up to you we have no if you want to take us to court you can't really do it because we're going to put a bottom line number in here you know <laughs> that's pretty good jimmy <laughs> yeah well it, it's and when you start reading all this and and listen i want to tell you i want to tell everybody out there have i clicked stuff that i knew was crappy because i wanted to access what was there absolutely but you need to be mindful what they're doing with your stuff and what the bigger picture is going on and data is you know you and i have talked about the value of data and the commodity of it right so that really to me jimmy and thank you for really speaking from the heart on that that rolls up to just awareness and a deep awareness there's no judgment to your point of how you protect your family how you protect your data your identity your privacy so thank you for sharing that i mean i look at social engineering if you want to talk about security for a minute mm -hmm. as a two-story onion there's so many layers they're so high they're so deep they're always revisiting how they can exploit ignorance and if you think about the various generations coming online one thing that just falls by the wayside these Gen Zers and what have you come up to speed really quick on technology without the fundamental understanding of do's and don'ts and that puts the parents in a precarious situation oh, where they just they can't be everywhere do everything see everything I, I agree with you and I think you know to to, to operate in, a, in, a, in today's world you your or community you have you have to have access to some of these accounts and you know even like when when you and i travel for business um the most important things are my id so i can get in and off the plane my credit card and my phone that's how i interact with this you know it wasn't that way before you know the um i just comment on something and I'm, i want to just share this so i, I kind of drill the point home a little bit more though on this. I know I know some times people talk about predators. Oh, well, that's 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 the anomaly. Um, I was in a conversation uh, the other day and we had someone from a school district and he goes, I'm going to tell you all what people do with kids information. And so, you know, like, why do school systems get breached a lot? Well, when you have a social security number, like most of us, if you have children, they you, you put them in in kindergarten, you give that system your your information, and pretty much, I, I know when when my boys are there, um, I didn't monitor it. You know, is my is my social protected here? Is it okay? And then you can really relatively take that record, and for about a you know ten year period, you can use that. And what a lot of people don't realize when people are um, indentured servants or trafficked, they use IDs. So a lot of times when, um, you know, law enforcement rings will bust open a, uh, you know, illicit mas massage business, you go down not too far from where that place is and there's a document mill. And it's usually in a, a you know, pretty rough area of town and um, you'll walk in there and it's tech. So, you know, so my point with all of this is like, be mindful of the, of the data of your kids and then um i want to make sure i let you answer questions but there's two stories i'd like to come back to one's about a girl one's about a boy to let you know how important this is for moms and dads to listen okay let me tell you a quick story um there we we talk in the book uh, about opal singleton's group a million kids.org just go and listen and 
Um, I have listened to a number of things. I've actually sat in training that she's done for law enforcement people. And one of the things that was happening um, inside of gaming systems is that a uh, someone would approach a, a, a male and they would they would pretend they're a female and we get into the book how you can generate a fake image and how that works and they basically say hey you know they'd send a, a provocative or a nude picture of themselves and I say hey will you do this for me and what was happening the boys that were doing that were going in were getting uploaded to a place where people were paying to watch that so understand there's some and that's it's a it's a very hard chapter the other thing with um young girls and particularly and i've heard this story over and over again um they'll be on a site somewhere and it doesn't discriminate whether you you, you come from a a wealthy area or poor area or divorced or family together but these folks will run down who you are what you're doing what the problem is and they'll offer that person something that they want and they'll begin to manipulate them and, and um there's some real i, I don't want to but when you go down um that path there's some really hard stuff and you know there's also some really great groups like in your area uh what jenny williamson's doing with courage worldwide is uh phenomenal work you know in, in your area but read that chapter if you're a mom and dad we put a lot of heart and it's you know and i think we preface it's like one of the hardest chapters because i want I, you want your kid to engage and do all this stuff, but just make sure they don't ever feel ashamed and can come to you with anything. And right. you know, the joke that I tell all my nieces and nephew, I go, I don't care what it is, nothing will shock me. You just tell the person Uncle Jimmy wants to talk to him and come get me. Because you gotta make sure they know it's okay because you don't want them, you know, when something happens, they just need to know how to, you know, you know, lock the proverbial door to something or move off of it. So let me pause there, a lot of talking on that, but. That chapter is a, is a really important one in the book. So I get the sense, Jimmy, that you really wanted to make a book for all ages. And to yeah. me, that's like senior citizens all the way down to actual kids. So with that in mind, what are some of the most important takeaways in the book, knowing that that's the, uh, the range of the yeah, audience? Um, for a lot of people, what I would tell you to do is, you know, both Henry and I, we really like the chapter, Your Digital Dust. And what we're trying to show you is what information you're leaving behind, how people are tracking you on your phones. And that's a very, very important lesson to understand. And let me, let me explain this a little bit. Um, about two years ago, we had a bipartisan bipartisan group of, uh, of senators um, reach out to some of the tech companies. And, um, you know, the question was, hey, um, are you all brokering our data that we use when we take your system and is it getting sold to foreign governments? And so there's, there's a lot of information that you can pull from people. And what I would tell people, when you put, you know, let's just say, um, you know, I, I, I tend to use LinkedIn the most of all the social sites right now in my life, but there's a time when it was Facebook. And what I would um, what I would tell everyone is be really mindful of a couple things. Can I can I put together the pieces of what your house looks like? Can I look at what your kids' schedule are? Where do they go to school? What fields you're going to be at? All those things. Um, a lot of people go, "Hey, we're on vacation," and 
What you do is you start putting together patterns that people can manipulate and use to either. One of the um, really bad stories that we share in the book, um, this happened in the San Diego area, is that there was a widow and uh, the community had put a GoFundMe account to her and there were some nasty people watching it. After the family went home and, you know, the widow was, you know, back to life, they um, they went after her pretending they were IRS agents and got some of the money. And it was, it's, it's horrible. So what I'm saying is when stuff's out there, just be mindful of who's looking and what you're putting out there. I love, you know, I have some people that, you know, they only have a few people and we share stuff and photos and it's wonderful. I've been a part of their lives for years, but be careful with that stuff because there will be people observing. And there's a little part in there on um, that we, we talk about some of the social sites and we just go through and just say, hey, this is what you're telling someone about you that you may not know. And um, right. and I, I think those are, those are important things. The other thing that we talk about this is uh, both Henry and I were, uh, uh, karate people when we were uh, younger and adults we uh, spent some time doing martial arts so we have um, you know digital defense and social martial arts and we talk ways that you can block punch and kick and some things to be aware of so you know I'd say if you're in middle school just take a look at some of the settings on your phone of who's got access to your mic your camera all the time think about you know if you've got predators coming at you um, you know responses or you know have a network of people you can go to to get help as you get older um, we list uh, some of the scam sites where they tell you some of the things that are that are happening around the, the world um, you know especially a lot of people will target senior citizens you think so just be mindful because your information isn't as private as you think it is and that's where I would say on both ends of the spectrum but you know uh, the long story short, read this book. We're going to show you where all the stuff's happening. So, you know, we're not making it up. We're going to send you to some sites. Every, every chapter's got like 30 to 40 websites. So y'all can see where we're getting the stuff from. So, you know, how it's coming in. And then we try to give you, um, Henry puts in here, a, a social engineering survival kit and just some things that you can do to lock down stuff. And then, uh, in your home. And we regroup that at the end of the book. That's, really awesome it's sad that people prey on the the people that don't have the technical background first and foremost the the foundational knowledge of do's and don'ts and think that it's not going to happen to them and there's things that you could do to your point especially when you're trying to sell things like on facebook i've seen people they have little boundaries in place like they won't give their address out to just anyone randomly because that that person can use that information and case the whole community i I agree and you know and folks uh, anybody listening please i i use these sites too so i don't want you to think i'm going oh i don't do this i i use the stuff just like y'all do um there was one picture in the book uh and it was of a uh it was, it was from a, a, a Facebook page of a sheriff's department. And what they did is they showed the back of somebody's minivan. And they, they this is a, a, a fictional picture that they're going to take someone's mini, minivan literally. And what they did is they showed, and I'm looking to see if I can find it here. Um, they showed a picture of what I know about you from just reading your bumper stickers. 
And, you know, a lot of people, oh, have, you know, and if you think about this, folks have the figurines of like the names of their family. They might be, I love Star Wars. They might be Star Wars figures. Mm -hmm. uh, they might have the pets. Um, my kid's an honor student here. They might have clubs you support. And with, you know, with some due diligence, you can learn people's patterns and where they are, when they drop off things, what's going on. And so we talk about that. And then um, then I want to pause too and make sure I, I uh, give you a chance to ask all the questions. There's a really cool part in here that I want you all to go watch. Um, it's it's where a, a, a woman took, it was a this person on CNN, and I, I believe this was Rachel Toback that did it at one of the DEF cons, but she literally got someone's cell phone credentials and locked them out. And it was, huh. she did this in less than a minute and a half. So, oh my God. And, and, and so what it was, um, she pretended that um, she called up the phone company and I, I, I at all can't mimic her voice, I'm trying to, but she gave the sound of a, of a mom and a wife that was there trying to get this done. The husband didn't tell her about this line. And she and when she was talking to the person, she goes, oh, excuse me, my baby's getting upset. And then she looked at the audience and smiled and you can watch this on YouTube and the baby <laughs> goes, ah. Now, you, you and I have kids. You'll do anything to get a baby to stop crying. It, it just, it makes your brain go <laughs> She was able in a few seconds with very little information to get a hold of that. And so be really mindful too. And we'll talk more about the social engineering where you're doing hacks on people to get information. And we talk a lot about that. So good stuff in there for all ages. Back to your question, young people, man, take to heart that stuff. There's some gnarly folks out there in the wild west. Just know how to protect yourself and you'll be fine. And, you know, older people listen to the social scams as well as what's happening and make sure you have a resource that you can go to just to validate stuff and don't believe the fear and the hype right away so let me pause there yeah it's it's really scary because somebody's figured out how certain generations think and what kind of due diligence they're willing to do to prove something to either be true or false and who they have in their corner as far as people that they can talk to so there's no such thing as an overreaction when it comes to this stuff, in my opinion. But, I also uh, I show folks. So this was a this was a letter we got from. I know it's really hard to read from. This is an actual um, a, a email that one of us got trying to spam us, and we show here's what they look like. We also wow. give you all in this book um, hacks that we have gotten and what they look like and how they come in and we're trying to show you this is the kind of stuff people will do and uh, so we try to give lots and lots of examples and then say this is what it means to you and then we try to do a wrap up in the book but again you know back to your question um and, and you know i tell this to my parents i hear a lot of people oh i'm not technical you know what <laughs> you're smart and you probably have a different way to reason and, and logically look at things that maybe someone who's more, you know, used to using devices, but don't say that about yourself. These are just menus and systems that you can learn how they, how they work and you're going to be able to get through things. So, and we'll give you some guides to do that. So that's, that's, you know, would be my, my, you know, two big takeaways for those groups. Oh, I'm really curious. This, this book sounds like it's chock full of really informative content that, 
Oh yeah, it's, it's scary stuff. But do you have a favorite chapter? Um, I really, I really like the digital uh, social martial social martial arts and digital defense. We had a lot of fun with that, but we also we did it on the premise: how do you block? How do you punch? How do you kick? And what do you do when these things are happening to you? And I'll also tell you too, uh, I learned a lot too. Just, um, you know, uh, Henry shared with me some scams that are happening like at gas stations where they have a different adapter to scan your card and you run it through and they do that. Um, yep. We, uh, we share in here the story of the Johnston community school district with the dark overlord hacker group and what they did and it, it's just there's a lot of tales in this book of things that you want to know and like i said um, uh we give you a bunch of resources at the end so if you want to know where we got it or how how to read it and you know, and the last thing is we actually show you how someone creates a fake persona and that's that was a scary chapter too where we showed a fake persona that's operating you know on facebook and you look at it, it looks like a regular person Oh my gosh. Yeah. And that's what, if you scroll through LinkedIn long enough, you'll see that artificial intelligence is all the rage right now. And everybody's coalescing around this technology. And then you've got people waving the, the white flag saying, Hey, hold on a second. Now let's, let's slow down. But people are putting it to use immediately. Well, let's, let's, let's talk about chat GTP. Cause we, it was just hitting out. I think it's at the very end of this book. Um, one of the things that I that I've been so I like tech. I don't I don't want that to ever come across. I I, I am my mind is blown at all just all the neat things that we can do with it. Right. Um, I'm also very concerned with the future of quantum computing. But that's a that's another time for us to talk about. Oh, but yeah. Google that if you if you haven't if you haven't looked into it. But you know when we when we look at an artificial intelligence. Um, you know, one of the things that I that I don't hear a lot of people talking about that I see using it is they, I, I've asked the question, well, how do you know what you're putting in there becomes secure? So if you're telling it what you need, your and these are people professionally, oh, I, I'm going to do my uh, this and that for, I, I'm going to put it in this. And, and it's like, one of my first things is, well, how do we know the data we're giving the AI is secure and what does it do with it? Chances are it's not. The other thing that always comes into this, and this is this has been around a while, um, whether it's cloud, whether it's social, are the ethics involved? What is what? What are what, what's that? Yeah. Are the ethics involved in this? And you know, there are you know, I my own personal opinion. No one else in the world. I believe there are wrongs and rights, and I think we're in an area that um, we haven't seen before, but. You know, we all we all use it. It began with stuff on our phone where we could ask it things. It's moving into um, moving into you know other other areas, and um, I think we have to be really mindful. And some of the uh, some of the data that it comes back with is, is you know, I I personally have chosen not to use it because I I'm a writer for a living. <laughs> I'm okay. But, um, I. Uh, I, I've heard different accounts of the information's unbelievable. And you know what? If if, if you went back to uh, Jimmy Baker in high school, I would be downloading this if I was jammed and had to do a, 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 a paper. I, I get why people are using it. But um, 
be careful. Like, what are you giving your information to? What does it do with it? And sometimes those are uncomfortable questions that you might have to go through for the ease of use. And I'm surprised how easily people are, and not just chat GTP. I don't want to call out the company. I've no affiliation with it. I think a lot of times, but let's just say active AI that can do stuff for you, but there's a yeah. bunch of them. And, um, I think you just have to be mindful of the security. I think there's a lot of wonderful things it can do, but then I think you have to be mindful of uh, the security aspect. So I'm 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 approaching it really cautious. Yeah. Well, you, you've been focused on security for several years now, so that that definitely makes sense, Jeremy. For me, I think that we're in a just phenomenal time as far as witnessing an explosion of innovation. I won't even call it technology. I'll just call it innovation. And oh, yeah. Some of these are very disruptive. And this is one where when the sharing economy came out, right, where it's the gig economy, Uber, Lyft, Airbnb, the rules weren't in place before the boat set sail. So right. bad things, unfortunately, had to happen in order for that train to slow down. And I think you're going to see the same thing with this because it's innovative. It is artificial intelligence. It's fueled by tremendous amounts of computing, uh, machine learning, uh, models, logic. But who controls the, the the switches? Who's the master decider of anything? I mean, if you there's a an infographic out there where it shows it's like a a tech stack of all the different AI avenues and technologies and companies that are out there. And I think some bad things are gonna happen. And that's when you'll start to see people saying, okay, let's compartmentalize yeah. this a little better. I think that's a, I think that's a, uh, it's a really good point. And like I said, there's a lot of these automated tools that are, um, that are, you know, providing better services to people. They've been able to automate things that will take, you know, take longer to do. But like I said, with that, I think you have to be, I think you have to be really, careful with what information you give it. Awesome, Jimmy. So four books now. now I'm sufficiently informed. Four books. What's next for you and Henry? Are you going to collaborate again? Are you already working on something? What's um, going on? Yeah, let me let me talk a little bit about that. Um, you know, he and I both have busy lives, are involved in our communities, and have good family lives. So that's always a always has been uh, important to us but you know we're friends and uh although we don't live physically near each other anymore um you know uh when we did we ball games coffee we'll always keep talking i think what we would like to do is start um looking at ways we can provide school systems and some other groups just training on this stuff and you know henry and i wrote this to help people so um we we want to look at ways we can do that and right now we're just still trying to get the word out you know the book hasn't been out that long um we've gotten some nice reviews on it but uh we're just trying to you know get the information for me personally um what's next for me you know outside of uh, family life and my day job is i i need to take some downtime i'm pretty tired so uh for, for the probably throughout the end of the summer um i'm just gonna have uh my toes in the sand and be out here uh on the beaches relaxing but um i wanna um there's a couple more books i want to do 
um, that in, in particular, I'm not going to say, say the names on one. Then I want to try my handwriting. I have some ideas for um, animation sitcoms and uh, a movie that I that I want to get to. But you know, probably the most pressing project that I'm working on right now is um, I'm I teamed up with another person who um, is working with me to create a, a cyber training for juvenile delinquents. And these are precious kids. Uh, oh, you know, awesome. I, you know, I mean, you know, I used to chaplain there in the Sacramento area for a number of yep. years. And there are a lot of good kids that just made a bad decision. We're trying to help them with certifications. And uh, the person I'm doing it with um, got in trouble when he was younger. He's now like a director of cloud enterprises and, you know, it's done really well. But amazing. And, you know, um, we're doing that. We want, we, we do this because we care. And, so that's the first project. And then there's going to be some other writing things that um, I just want to do because it just seems interesting to me. And, um, but you know, the thing I say to you, uh, you made a really important point to anyone listening. We're an explosion right now. This is the, the game's changing in front of our eyes. Absolutely. With, with the intense um, ability of AI to have, you know, to, to, to do rational, you know, programming of it to do things. And, uh, and I tell you, there was a podcast not long ago with uh, Joe Rogan and Lex Freeman on AI and listen to that. It, you're just going, I didn't, I just didn't know this much about this going on. And you're going, whoa. Yeah, it's, it's almost like the Avengers Age of Ultron just with straight up code no robots or anything like that i mean robots might be the next step but it's just people are dreaming right now people are putting things out there that are for all intents and purposes imperfect but well, they have the wow factor yeah think about this so I, i'm a huge star wars fan always have been um i was watching the season finale of the mandalorian this week and what do you have you have programmed robots with an intelligence that can make decisions now in the mandalorian they got little baby yoda that sits in the uh, cockpit of one of the robots and helps it make decisions but we're not that far-fetched yeah it's that that could come and it's i could see it it's um you know could you put siri you know or i i gotta be real clear i don't want to call out different brands but could you put something that helps you answer questions into uh you know into a uh something that can move along with it yeah oh and you know and there's experiments right now being done where um with different uh ships and vehicles and other things like that so pay real close attention to that kind of stuff and there um we provide you all some really good resources in this if you want to stay up to date and like i said don't be afraid of what you don't know just start reading and ask questions and it doesn't matter your age group you know whether you're gen z or baby boomer baby boomers have a lot of unique insight um that is different and even as a gen xer you know i grew up with a lot of my life without this tech and i remember those times so I, i'm kind of in the middle of it where you know we soon are gonna you know we now have babies that get ipads early and can watch stuff from the moment they start and it's it's, it's it's going to become more and more involved with this. So, like I said, I'm Mike. I'm watching that too, and you know, that's a prediction. That's it's an explosion area right now. Yeah, it's just got me thinking about as I've grown up. I'm also Gen X, and I look at when I was in college. The thing to do with a young, naive college student was 
get them exposed to that thing called credit cards, which takes a lot of education to not just completely go bananas on, right? But think about that being replaced with getting technology in somebody's hands without the fundamental understanding of how to stay secure and how to, you know, be going into the age of convenience with your eyes wide open whereas most people just have their eyes shut and they just this is all they know they don't think about is it secure they're like look at what it's allowing me to do and that's what's really scary about where we are some of this stuff is so vanguard that and if you think about what it takes for these big tech companies to launch products you have to launch imperfect stuff Oh, you yeah. have release cycles, you have security vulnerabilities that people discover because they want to see what they can do to your product. And then that makes the news. And then you get that thing patched as quickly as possible. But how much bad stuff happens until you do, right? Well, and I think I think that's a big message in the book. We, we talk a lot about your privacy and, and how, and that's something that's really important to me. Um, just, you know, we have a lot of rights here in our country and you know, we, we talk about um, being mindful of that. And one of the things you'll, you'll find in the book, um, we showed during COVID um, how people were getting exploited. And, you know, we get into like, you, you might remember from like Psych 101, uh, Maslow's hierarchy of needs. Like, hey, if I'm fed and I got shelter, I'm doing pretty good. But think about all the people that got laid off during the pandemic. Think about the fear that was spreading um, we talk about scams where people send an Excel spreadsheet to people that might be people. And, you know, I, I think we would probably agree on this. We saw people become unhinged during this time because it, it had never happened something like oh, yeah. this before. Oh, yeah. Um, and then you, then you um, and we, we try very hard. Um, you'll hear us joke in the book, you know, we're not coming to this as a donkey or an elephant, but we said, look at what happened in the last election with misinformation. And then you think about the ability, you know, so we're talking about AI and its ability to move quicker and faster to make something happen. A lot of things that you know, we found it, it with, you know, with misinformation campaigns is that it doesn't really matter if it was true or not, people react to it in such a way. So think about something that can move quicker and faster. And like, you know, I mean, you know, and, and, you know, I don't know how many years ago, but penetration testers would be human. And then you, you, you replace that with a, with an AI that can do it faster, quicker. So like I said, I don't want to scare people. That's not the intent, but I think what you and I are saying is, Hey, this is something that we're all dipping our toes in because it's awesome. And you're like, Oh my gosh, I just learned everything about, um, you know, uh, 72 Corvettes. If I asked chat GDP, it would come back and tell me what I needed to know, or maybe how to think and fix something. So we're on a precipice of something that really didn't quite, you know, quite exist, you know, Um, and, you know, it's like, you know, it's like all the great things of Wikipedia and YouTube combined and it gives it to you. And so, and it'll be, it'll be interesting to see, you know, where people have nefarious purposes and where they have uh, good ones. Hey, um. Real quick, I, I I could talk to you forever. I've always enjoyed you, uh, whether we were playing <laughs> basketball together or, you know, like last time we were in person just sitting around talking. One of the things we did, um, we tried to sum it up here, like in the back of the book, and we just have a checklist for you. So it's, it's like, hey, there's a lot of stuff here. 
But here are some things with your phone we tell you to check off. We talk about ways to look at things in your house. Um, I'm someone who, I turn my Wi-Fi off every night um, on purpose. Wow. And um, we talk about the devices that you have connected into other things, how you're looking at them. We talk to you about your automobiles. We talked about social engineering. We do call out chat GTP with some of the things you're going and we just try to give you some areas that you know you, you, you can understand there's a glossary in here so if we say a word you know look it up and you know like i said um henry is one of the nicest human beings you'll ever meet go and t you know if you have any questions or myself you know um you know we'll always talk to people and try to help them because that's the reason we wrote the book that's awesome jimmy and it's an outstanding example of uh being rooted in your sense of purpose i think this is what you're meant to be doing at this juncture in your life it's very value add to those that just simply wouldn't know if you weren't putting out this kind of content so thank you for that i mean uh, uh, appreciate that a lot of the stuff you mentioned is just solid gold and that's what, what we do on yeah and i didn't know it about five gold. six years ago and i was going uh i probably did a lot of the mistakes in here and so I, I, said, I hope I hope it helps folks. The I but it's it's set for anyone to read and you know just jump in. And you can really start with any chapter. They're they're all have a lot of good information. And you know our hope is that it'll feel like we're talking to you rather than talking at you. Right. Very and, important. Yeah. Well, one of the things before I dock the boat, Jimmy, that I like to do, <laughs> and I think you've offered up a ton of different flavors of words of wisdom but i, I want to give you a chance to come up with something new in in this space so what words of wisdom do you want to leave with our listeners today a little bit of paranoia is healthy ask questions now that's succinct and to the point ladies and gentlemen <laughs> yeah, and, uh, you know, and great. Just like I heard you and I talk about the new AI. You and I are watching this. It's unfolding in front of our eyes, and we're going, "Well, what does this mean? What does that mean?" And you and I are trying to learn. And there's going to be a part of it that is awesome that you can do things that help, and it can solve things that were never solved. And then we're on the other hand, it's like, "Well, okay, what are the danger side?" And I think it's just doing that and being able to talk with someone, you know, and and have a have a great conversation. Um, and like I said, you know, there's, um, I know today I did a lot more of the talking, but in other times when I've had you, I've also always learned a lot from you and how you watch and see things. So it's always important to be doing that. But yeah, a little bit of paranoia is, is probably healthy um, and ask questions. What do you do with my stuff? Where does it go? How do yeah. I know it's okay? And that's where as a fellow parent, that's where we come in. It's a different kind of mentoring. It's our duty to prepare our offspring for what's coming because we can barely keep up. It's it's going so fast. And with AI, something like AI, and the, the two things that jump out at me, just like when you talk about critical infrastructure in the United States of America, right. is know where the off switch is and what the parameters are to turn it on and off. Again, the Tony Stark uh, yeah. Ultron thing. And then really, get a handle on there's so many databases or sources of data connected to this information that's at your fingertips or at your voice 
fingertips, your vocal fingertips. Mm -hmm. What are the single sources of truth? What should the single sources of truth be? I think we have, Jimmy, a lot of lessons learned in this space from the fact-checking movement with big tech. Yeah. Imagine if that gets all automated that hasn't been already. <laughs> no, I, 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 I think, I think that's, uh, uh, you know, a really important, important thing to always have your source of truth. For me, I go back to a book that was written about 2000 years ago and, uh, look at it, look at it daily. Uh, and, um, but for others, make sure you know where it's coming from and, and what its goal, goals are going to be. And like I said, no one sitting here in the last 25 years can't say that tech's made life pretty amazing, what we can do. And um, I remember a time when this didn't exist. And and, it, and what exists now is, is just incredible. And the, com the computing power in our hands is unbelievable. And yeah. so, um, I yeah, like I said, but, you know, be a little bit paranoid. Well, what is it? What do you want? Who's making money out of it? What does it mean to me? What do you want from me? And then ask a lot of questions and that'll, that'll get you a, a long way because that's what I always do with everything. And that, that's a balanced, pragmatic approach now that you mention it. If you think about the Industrial Revolution and what that ended up bringing, it brought high-powered machinery that it allowed you to produce more and profit faster then you have what the human race has done to the environment. And then you've seen mother nature heal this planet and you, you, you see things ebb and flow and you see the cycles that we go through. And what you're gonna see here is that there's gonna be people that are gonna say, don't trust everything that comes out. Our generation, we had to tell time on a analog clock first. We had to use protractors to draw 45 degree angles and 180 degree yeah there's my watch i right. still need to use it it's you've got uh, a, a generation that can barely tell time now because yeah. they think that this is how you tell time digital it's like no 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 right so uh just there's things that ground us and i think humanity's smart enough to come to their senses and build in checks and balances where they need to be even exploiting the oceans look at what happens? You start having shortages of uh, certain types of seafood and then they ban it. And what happens? Those sources come back to life. Yeah. So I think you, there's correlations. I like your Star Wars hooks, but there's correlations here that we can all be mindful of. And I think it takes people falling on the sword, uh, evangelists to broadcast this type of information, which in my opinion, Jimmy, what you've outlined here is solid gold during our phenomenal chat. Uh, these people, their purpose is to enlighten, their purpose is to educate, their purpose is to inform and give people the power of choice. Yeah, I, I, I hear you on that. You know, uh, right. let me do one last thing because I, I also sure. want to be always respectful of your, of your, of your time. Um, in this book, we have a, we reference a site, I think it's called Inform there's a lot of websites but information is beautiful and you can actually type in like where all the breaches are and we will show like where some of the stores you've been involved with but the other thing on i just on 84 here we reference apple's uh, a day in the life of your data just just read it it's it's it'll it'll help you know kind of open up just start thinking about it and like i said have i stopped using stuff um 
Not a whole lot. I'm careful. I don't download everything like I used to um, because it, yeah. but uh, yeah. But um, I, I'm on my, I love tech. I'm engaged with it all day long, but we just hope that this just helps you navigate. And like you said, moms and dads, be a little more careful. Um, and uh, elderly people, there's a lot of things that are specifically, when I say, you know, respectful to my seniors, there's a lot of things out there that are targeted to you because people want to try to manipulate some situations you might be in. And we talk about that in the book as well. Well, Jimmy, this has been a really enlightening chat. We've docked the boat. You're free to disembark. Thanks again for hanging out ah. with me on this fine Saturday. Enjoy the rest of your day. I will. Right. No, I appreciate you, man. I, uh, I, I thoroughly enjoyed this time and I hope I get to uh, come back in with a different drink and sandwich and uh, I'll probably, I'll try to get it down to one song. Awesome. Thanks for listening, everyone. Captain Caveman, also known as El Capitan, out. <laughs>